Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK Awards Show. Uh, I'm Gareth Ellis, and here to help you pick the winners, it's Paul Hope. Good evening, everybody. Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. And Najee Karar. Hello, everyone. So, the awards, much uh, coveted by the players, uh, much enjoyed by the podcasters, and hopefully by the UK Faithful. Uh, This year, we're going to work it a little bit differently and add a, a little bit of element of chance and risk into the awards themselves. Uh, We've picked four candidates for each of the following awards. Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, could be close that one, and Team MVP. We will then let the Wheel of Positivity pick the player, and then each of us will make a case for that player to win the award. Then we'll put a poll on Facebook and on Twitter and let the UK faithful decide who gets that particular award. So, looking forward to it, gents. Paul, doing absolutely no preparation whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah. Most awards are, are meticulously prepared, so we like of to course. be different. No the bias. only thing, Gareth, is you didn't lead in with the shorter version of what the show is called. Because as I said on the Tuesdays live, Important. I can't use the acronym because I'll get us kicked off YouTube. So mm-hmm. go on, buddy. You have to give it the full title of what tonight is. The four fuckers. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Indeed. The UK awards. That's all it is. Yeah, there's it's nothing rude about it. No. No. Lee, looking forward to it. I am. Yeah, I can't wait. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping I get uh, a dead easy one. <laughs> it's all right. The, the, I think the first uh, the first category is all right. Some all the players, I think. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fairly easy to defend. There's some category on this. It's going to be well hard, but yeah. yeah. There we go. Start we nice dive, and easy. Should we dive straight in? Defensive player of the year is going to be up All right. first. All right. Let's uh, let's see who gets who then. We. It's looking like Lee. Lee. And you're right, going to get. No right, surprise on first. And you're going to get. Oh, that's. Making me feel sick a little bit. If you're watching on YouTube, oh, oh, that that's got oh. to be all pro Fred. That 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 that's is like all pro yeah. Fred. Yeah, so it we kind of missed a trick there with the uh, the quarters because you can't quite see, but it's all pro Fred. It's all right because the the wheel of positivity tells you. Uh, so yeah. So so yeah, I go. had my fingers crossed, hoping I was going to get all pro Fred. So <laughs> what? Why should all pro Fred be MVP? Well, he's arguably had the best season of his career this season. Defensive player played, of the year. It's defensive MVP. player of the year. Oh my god, Gareth, you're killing defensive us right defense. now. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Defensive player of the year. Um, he, he's arguably had the best um, season of his career. He's played absolutely lights out all season long. He He's getting better as the season's gone on. Um, the thing you can say about all pro Fred is every time we've watched the, the Niners play, especially the last eight to ten games, every time there's a defensive player, the first name you generally hear is Fred Warner. He's always there. He's been all over that field. He, I mean, we we all know what a leader he is. He's an absolutely fantastic leader. He's well respected in the team. He, he's well respected throughout the league, which is why we all call him All Pro Fred because he, he is. He's just an absolute consummate professional. He is fantastic. The way he the way he gets his teammates to step up their game. It, it reminds us of a story um, that that um, oh god. My mind has gone. This is an age thing. Um, <laughs> Eric Wright. It, it reminds us of the story that Eric Wright um, was telling me and David Ellicott when we were crossing in San Francisco. We asked them what it was like to basically be on a team with the likes of, of Ronnie Lott, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. And he said, uh, every day you go into practice and you know you have to step up your game because the guys you're playing with, uh, legends, absolutely legendary players, um, Hall of Fame type players. So every day he went into practice, he had to elevate his game just to, just to be able to practice on the same field as them. And I think when you see Fred Warner play in the defence, the, the aura he has around him 
I think that has the same effect on some of our defensive players. They see the likes of uh, Nick Bosa, they see the likes of Fred Warner, Eric Armstead, and the other guys start to raise their game because they want to play as well as them. You've seen it from Drake Greenlaw this year. He's upped his game a bit because he's right next to Fred. And Fred does such a good job at leading by example as well. Some of his tackling this year has been absolutely outstanding. Like I said, all of a sudden Fred Warner is right there making the tackle and you think, where's he come from? How did he get there so quick? And he's always in the right place at the right time. For me, Fred Warner, he's got to be in the top two for Defensive Player of the Year. For me, because of the seasons he's had, he's my Defensive Player of the Year. No, because the wheel then. <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Well, maybe it's a little bit because the wheel picked it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, who's going to be up next? Pick a name first. Uh, do, pick a player. Do we, name. do we get? Do we get to react, or do we? Do we just? We just carry yeah. on. Lee's made the okay. case. That's fair, fair point. Let's go for it then. The wheel decides. The wheel does decide. It looks like it's me. It's you, Gareth. I think. Uh, yeah. For sure. Confirmation. Remove. And let's go. Widely entertaining, this. Oh. Mooney. Mooney Ward. Good luck with that one. Yeah, Mooney Ward. Thank you. President and confident move. Do you want to take the wheel off? Do you want to take the wheel off whilst uh, whilst we talk? You look better on YouTube, I think. Well, we've... uh... We signed Mooney Ward in the last off-season. We've been looking for a, a lockdown corner. You need a lockdown corner in this league, uh, and we got one. We picked one up for a bargain. Uh, a guy who's stayed fit all season, a guy who has maintained uh, a level of performance all season that uh, has set him apart, I think, from pretty much any other cornerback uh, that we've had in the last few years. Uh, and one thing I always think it's good about a cornerback, if you don't hear their name mentioned that often during a game, it's because they're having a really good game because the ball isn't coming towards them. And I think Mooney has perhaps suffered by being so good. He's not getting named quite as often as potentially some of the other players on our on our list. Um, but we've seen some of the uh, success some of the wide receivers have had uh, against us this season. Uh, and that's been a contained plan. And I think that's been because we've got a player like Ward who you can stick on to another wide receiver and dictate how well that wide receiver is going to perform. You have to give up a bit of yardage here and there, but we never really gave up big plays. We weren't really getting uh, uh, beaten deep that often, a couple of times Chiefs games, but of course it's it's the season. we needed a lockdown corner. We've picked one up. It's a guy who's quietly gone about his business with no mess, no fuss, uh, and put in a, a phenomenal high-level performance game after game after game. Uh, and I think it's it's one of the things, when I go back and look at the games, it, he's a guy I'm, I'm perhaps going to take a little bit more attention, see how close he is to receivers and see exactly why quarterbacks aren't throwing his way. So he doesn't perhaps get the tackles and he's not perhaps getting the interceptions. But I think that's because he's doing his job at an exceptionally high level. Uh, And in amongst some other good candidates, I think Mooney Ward definitely deserves Defensive Player of the Year. That's it. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, nice one, Gareth. Changing your mind now, Lee. (laughs) No, no. Not changing my mind. Uh, All right, it's me. Najee, who are you going to get? It is me. There's no point removing me. Money's on Nick Borsa. Yeah, well, 50-50. It'll be Dre. Nope, it's Dre. It'll be Mr. Greenlaw. Mm. Dre Greenlaw. Off you go. Off I go. Uh, ooh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Lee said Fred has had his best season with us, but I think Dre has had his best season with us this year by quite a margin. Uh, and Daz has, has enabled us to not just be a good defense, but be the first overall defense uh, over the entire season. And he took his game to to the next level, I think, especially in terms of playmaking and in terms of changing the game by being at the right place at the right time. 
the, nobody else apart from maybe some honorable mention we'll mention later uh, did in dips and drab. He did it all season. I think he genuinely won us a couple of games by having major, major plays. I'm thinking Seattle. I'm thinking the Chargers game. Um, and it definitely allowed us to go on that run, uh, uh, that unbeaten run. And we were very concerned about his play. And we all, almost called for his head at the beginning of the season, more as a cap casualty than what us wanted to go. And now, even if if I revert back, I think that I would never want him to go now. I want him to, to be an Niners forever, even though uh, it might cost us that we play we we can't pay somebody else and have a better defense because the energy that he brings to the team and the passion uh, and and the, the player ability is out of this world and I think it's hard to take away uh, Fred and what he does to the team but I think it's it's a tandem and it reminds me very much of Willis and Bowman um, and the, those two really didn't go without each other and they were both extremely good uh, but I think yeah I think. Dre taking a step this year has allowed our defense to to skyrocket into what we where we became, and that's why to me is is our defensive player of the year. Um, we expect it from Fred. We expect it from a lockdown corner. We expect it from the next guy on the list, and he, he I think he deserves it because uh, he he really elevated his game to that level to make the everybody else around him better. Um, so yeah, that's that's my case for Dre. Uh, thank you, Mr. Greenlaw. Great season. Great season. Good. And yeah, just, to pr- just to prove that this isn't uh, fixed, we'll still do the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, okay. Of course. I, I should have taken Dre off, though. Uh, so, <laughs> so, who could I, it be? I should say, ooh. ooh. Oh, I, I reckon it might be Paul. It's I think Paul. it might be Paul. Not I sure. Should, I should have put some money on that one. Yeah, yeah, me too. It is Paul. Well done, Paul. And uh, wait, I need, to, I, re- I need to remove Dre. There you go. Who could it be? Who could it be? It's it's. It might be Bosa. It might if be it, Bosa. If it gets all the way around the other side, oh, we no. have to pick somebody random. <laughs> it's Bosa. <laughs> go it's on, Paul. Bosa. Off you go, Paul. Tricky oh, one. He's prepared. Look, look at that. That is fixed. Give me my yeah. money back. Well, first of all, Gareth. <laughs> Excellent job by you three guys um, for your candidates. have to say, this was the one that I was struggling with when I was on the train to work today, thinking defensive player of the year for the 49ers, because we had the best defence in the league. But I'm just going to start off, Gareth. Not only is he the defensive player of the NFL, he is hands down the defensive player for the 49ers. I'm not going to regurgitate his stats you can go back and listen to all the shows. Alex Simpson, I'm looking at you, where we tell you how many sacks he's got, how many tackles he's got. Now, Nadji, me and you feel a sense of pride in this one because if you go back and listen to our podcasts, we were the ones that were saying, Nick Bosa, we want you to up your game. We want you to bring something else to the table. Now, people may laugh, Gareth, and think, what do you four guys over the pond know? Well, people are clearly listening. Because all I'm going to say is Nick Bosa upped his game to a whole other level this year. It was awesome to see whenever we needed a big moment from him, whether that was sacking the quarterback, whether that was helping get a fumble. We all didn't get sick of seeing my boy Nick with his celebration. We were calling for Defensive Player of the Year from like week seven, week eight, and he got better and better. The only criticism that I'll allow you three to have is he didn't break Alden Smith's record. That said, that's a target for next year. And I want to see him smash that. Defensive player of the year two years in a row. But for me, Gareth, how can you look past Nick Bosa? You you go around the league. He had 46 out of the 50 votes for defensive player of the year. He's definitely got my vote. And when we go live with the poll, I will be doing everything in my power to make sure (laughs) that my boy gets the support he needs. But what can you say, Gareth, about Nick Bosa that we haven't already said all season? It's just been awesome for me. He's been lights out, and I can't wait to see us tie him down to that contract and me rock 97 at the next leads me up where we're going to get a win. We're going to break the curse, and I'll be wearing <laughs> no 97. Curse. There's no curse. It's 
stop saying that. <laughs> Very nice. Very Great nice. stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. So we did, we, we did have cases. some... Yeah, four, four good cases. Um, we did have a fifth one, which we really struggled not putting in there when we were doing the discussion. Jimmy Ward. Um, no, definitely <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> no, that was Huff. Um, we really struggled to put a Huff in, and uh, there was a heated debate. Um, but that's the four we chose. So if you don't like it, at, you know you know where to go. Just okay, tweet yes. at Paul and uh, <laughs> tell him. Tell him he's wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, know we did struggle. Um, but we pulled a poll and... You know, tell us if we if you think those four are right or not. That's what we chose. That's what we felt like. Those two get, four guys uh, deserve it. Uh, you make your case when you vote on the poll when uh, when that comes up. Wonderful. Offensive player of the year is up next. Oh, yeah, um, Is the wheel ready? I forgot the names. No, I forgot the names. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is up first. Brandon. All right. Mm. So I'll just put his... Uh, uh, just a Oh, it could be yeah. There is BA after all. CMC. C and C. Just acronyms then, yeah. BCB. BCB. And GK. Oh, is that what we chose? Okay. Yes, yes, it is. There was there was another yes. heated debate about this one. Mm-hmm. There was indeed. There was indeed. Oh, all so right. If you got all of our names back in the uh, the wheel of fortune, I did. I did. did. I did. Let's go. What, what's well. the chances I'm first yet again? Well, one out of four, really. <laughs> oh, I think it's Paul. Oh, it's Paul. It's it Paul. is Paul. Back to back, Paul. Who are you going to get? Brocky. No. Ooh, is it? No. George. I think it's George. Yeah, I think it's George as well. Yeah, it is just Kill. Just Kill. Paul, take, take it, it away. away. Well, the... hang on. The sound seemed to change. There. I don't know whether it was mine. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, to... no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we saved the best till last for the defensive player, everybody. But today we've gone straight in. The UK faithful, Club 85. What can I say about my boy, George Gareth? 60 targets this year, zero drops, arguably had the biggest play of the season. And if you don't believe me, my boy Nadji, he called it. He was there. That catch sure. against Dallas has to be possibly up there play of the year. We have asked on this show for Kittle to be more involved in the passing game. And boy, oh boy, did we get our wish this year. He destroyed the Cardinals. He destroyed Seattle. He was more than just the blocking machine that we've seen. Arguably, there's room for improvement. You're not going to get me saying, Nadji, that he's the real deal all the way. I want some more touchdowns. I want him to see take on Travis Kelsey. But I, I thought George had a great season this year. Thoroughly enjoyed watching him. I think his relationship with all three quarterbacks was understated. I think Brock had a great chemistry with him, which rookie quarterbacks tend to go to their tight ends. But he's shown us why we love the guy. I'm sure there'll be more 85 shirts purchased. I'm looking forward to the next meetup, the next Club 85 photo. But how can you look past the UK faithful, darling Club 85? And I rest my case there, gentlemen. Yeah, it's a strong case, though. It's going to be tough to follow. It will be. All right. I think it's you, Lee. I think you might be right. Mm. And you're getting me a review, and you are getting CMC. Not Brock. CMC. Not Brock. CMC. Not Brock. Ah, oh, it's Brock. I'm getting Brocky. Choo choo. Damn it. Ah, <laughs> 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 I'm annoyed. All right, go on. Brock Purdy, so, take so it away, Lee. What what could you possibly say about Brock Purdy to help his case for the offensive player of the year? Because when Brock Purdy came in. We, we all had low expectations of him, and he absolutely blew us out of the water. So, offensive player of the year, you look at where he's come from, what he's had to go up against, the people that's on the team, the people he's replaced. You look at the conditions he's played in, the expectations on him, the, uh, the, the stadiums he's gone into, Seattle away, what a test that was for him. 
We, as I've said, none of us had uh, high hopes because he was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. And he's come in and uh, he's replaced a Jimmy Garoppolo who was possibly playing at his best level since 2017. And immediately... Um, we all thought, well, this is going to go back. We, we, we're not going to get the same sort of play out of uh, Brocky that we got out of Jimmy. Um, but then he started throwing the ball about. And he left us all in awe. So much so, it took us a good six, seven games to stop telling ourselves that this wasn't real. We, we, would, we would sit and watch these 49er games and think, somebody's having a laugh here. This can't be right. It, it, it can't be he's that good. It's it's got to be the scheme or whatever, but we've all seen Jimmy playing that. We've we've seen Trey in very limited snaps playing that system, and then we've seen people like C.J. Bethard, Nick Mullins. So we know it's not scheme. You have to have skills, and this guy has come up in a high pressure situation in a team that is heading towards the playoffs, but still has some very big games to play. He became the one and only rookie ever to beat Tom Brady. That will yep. never, ever be broken unless Tom Brady decides to come back, which I don't think he will. So that that is some stat to have on your on your record sheet. And he didn't just beat them by a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We beat the, Bron- uh, the Buccaneers well and truly. So he's marched in and people keep on saying week in, week out, just wait, the fall is coming. The fall is coming. Did the fall come? No, it didn't. He, he took us up against divisional rivals and he showed no fear whatsoever he took us up against arguably the goat Tom Brady showed no fear walked into Lumen's field a most intimidating stadium showed no fear and in fact when he walked into Lumen's field some of the stuff he did in that first half was absolutely unbelievable you would never think that was a rookie going in there he, he showed balls of steel he did which you can shave with a manscaped version 4.0. You'll hear more about this in the coming weeks. So then we get to the playoffs, and it's a case of, well, he hasn't really gone up against anybody yet. So we played the Seattle Seahawks for the third time this season and disposed of them. He then goes up against the Dallas Cowboys with arguably one of the better defences in the league, and he took care of them. And everything he's shown since he came in was absolutely unbelievable. Would we be where we were without him? If Jimmy had gone down and we had Nate Sudfeld, would we have gotten where we were? Would we get into the NFC Championship game? Not. Not a chance. So for me, Brocky, offensive MVP. He changed the projection of our season when we lost Jimmy in Week 12. And I think that speaks volumes. All of a sudden, the amount of points that we put up on a per-game basis shot through the roof. We, we, were, we were absolutely pasting people week in, week out. That was the Brocky effect. He had the confidence to throw down the field. He had the confidence to make throws that Shanahan hadn't been calling when Jimmy was under centre. Not only did he have the confidence, he also had the ability. He had all-pro rushes running towards him, and he'd just scurry away. He would scramble. He'd get away from them, and then he'd make throws. And if he couldn't make the throws, he still managed to get rid of the ball with some absolutely crazy footwork on the sideline. This is coming from the 262nd pick in the draft. This is coming from Mr. Irrelevant. This guy played lights out. And for me, he's my offensive player of the year. Well done, Lee. Tough, tough, yeah, tough, uh, tough sell there, but you uh, you managed to to work your way through it. So, Nadji, it's down to two, and it looks like it's me. Uh, it is, yeah. Uh, who? A bit, a bit. Who are you going to get? Uh, looks like BA. Oh, I don't know actually. There yeah, it is, BA. That looks like Brandon Ayuk to me. It is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, we said it at the beginning of the season. Ayuk would become our number one receiver, uh, and he's he's delivered on that. He is our number one receiver. I think he's underrated on the NFL level in terms of how consistently good he is. He might not get the the yardage figures of some other players, but he's not asked to do 
those long distance uh, uh, catches that some of the other wide receivers are, are asked to do. He's asked to consistently catch the ball in difficult and tight situations uh, close to the line of scrimmage. And he does that and he does it consistently and he does it over and over again. Uh, and then you you look at the other element of his game, which is which is the blocking. We know that Shanahan demands a lot of his receivers, and Ayuk seems to have caught that little bit of uh, uh, a bug, maybe from Kittle, where he seems to love the blocking the blocking part of the game just as much as uh, he enjoys the receiving part of the game. I think he's a guy who can still get better. Uh, I think he's a guy um, that we can hopefully expect more from. Uh, in future, hopefully, it, it's a guy who whose numbers may well improve with a with a consistent player at quarterback. Not necessarily saying which one it is, but if there's a consistent uh, player in the offense, I think that's got to be good uh, for any player, but particularly uh, a wide receiver. Uh, and I think this year he is well worthy of being the offensive player of the year for the uh, 49er faithful. Um, all you've got to do is take his yardage away from our offense uh, and see see what we're left with. We've got a lot of con- contributors, but he got a lot of those hard yards in the middle of the field, as he always does. He's getting a lot of plays that are either the first downs or they're setting us up for short first down. And he's the guy who keeps the chains moving by always being able to make those uh, catches six, seven yards down the field when you've got bigger linebackers around you. Uh, and the game's moving really fast, and the ball's coming at you quick in that tiny little window. And Ayuk just seems to make those catches uh, over his head, down by his knees. Uh, the guy's becoming a very safe pair of hands. So, yeah, offensive player of the year for, for me, certainly. Nadji, who are you left with? I, I don't know. Is it me? <laughs> I think he needs a moment, Gareth. He hasn't Doesn't... quite recovered, bless him. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 quite happy, uh, you know, because I have the one and only offensive player of the year, CMC. Off you Who's the better running back? You are CMC. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's up for debate. That's up for debate. I'm not going to put myself against him. It's I'm not sure it's a fair fight. Um, I mean, our offense just you know changed overnight when. Um, Mr. McCaffrey decided to come home to San Francisco and Jimmy become, became good because of CMC turning up. Uh, and part of me thinks that I did been here maybe a couple of days before we might have beaten the Chiefs as well on that day. Uh, and yeah, the, what is what is brought to Carlson and Scheme as a whole, unlocking basically everybody's uh, skills to and engaging a, a new gear that all those players didn't have just because he was here and obviously it just changed the way defenses had to de- to to defend against us which changed everything uh lee asked if we get to the, cha- the national championship without brock it definitely don't even win 10 games with our cmc and i think we probably struggle uh even scoring more than 20 points because that's where we were before he turned up uh, it just changed our offense, uh, plain and simple, day and night. And it started with that unbelievable performance against the Rams, throwing a touchdown, running in for a touchdown, catching a touchdown. Well, what other player in the league has ever done that? It's just him and another one. I can't remember who. It's it's insane how good he is. It's insane how how much he's done. Uh, and without looking even. All the worldly, he just does his job so well. And every time he has the ball in his hand, he can come up with a play that the only time we had massive smiles on our face when we were up in Leeds uh, in January is that touchdown. That's the kind of thing he can do. Uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> tracking people and running and spinning and managing to score. Probably one of the most incredible run touchdowns I've seen in a long time. And he's been doing it all season. He had a couple of quiet games because people skimmed against us, which allowed other people to be open. And that's why he brought. He genuinely unlocked our offense. He helped Brock being the quarterback he went. He helped kill getting open more. LBA do a lot more things. And yeah, to me, is I, I think there's no doubt that that move, that um, 
I'm losing my words now. Uh, trade is what I'm looking for. That trade was absolutely massive. And we've been taking Starba doing trades like this, Manuel Sanders, and et cetera. And it almost worked. And But this one was a home run through and through. Uh, one of those pitches just goes out. And you know when the, pit, the, the batter hits it, it's gone. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can't really say anything else. I've, I can't wait to see him in the full season. And I reckon he's going to do another thousand reaching and another thousand uh, receiving. Uh, he's going to be probably a pro bowler, definitely an all pro, probably an MVP candidate uh, by the end of next season. Uh, I can't wait for it. He's amazing. He's our best player on offense, offensive player of the year. Thank you. Good job, uh, Mike. Thank you. So, uh, should we move straight on? With Rookie of the Year is the next one, if you would like to... Uh, Rookie of the Year, all right. So yeah, I need okay. to put our names back, talk among yourself as I do that. Let Lee, there you go. And then who have we got for Rookie? Sorry. Uh, Brock, uh, uh, something, per- Purdy. Yep. Jordan Mason. Who else? Perfect. Jordan Perfect. Mason. Mason and Drake Perfect. Jackson. Sadly, Sammy Womack didn't quite make it in. Nor did uh, Danny Gray, uh, the subject of some wild uh, pre-season <laughs> predictions by myself, Paul, and Nagy. Um, yeah, I remember. Which is safe to say uh, uh, Danny didn't actually get close to any of them. I think six TDs, I've <laughs> said for him. I think Paul said seven. Oh, wow. uh, Nagy had a stat about he would have the most yards per catch in the league, I think. Um, maybe we're just a year early we could could just be getting a little bit uh, early so uh, which one of the four of us is up first let's go rookie of the year this one's tough if you don't get it's me someone it's you it is Burford Burford or Mason Burford is it Burford? Spencer Burford. It is Burford. It is, yeah. Yeah. So it's Spencer Burford, yeah. Go on. Oh, oh, that is your thing. Guy. That's good. A, a fourth round draft pick. Picked to probably be a bit of a project. A uh, lot of the off season. I think we were all quietly confident, but had a big question mark about the offensive line, particularly the middle part of the offensive line, where we would see a turnover for players. And I think a lot of us were fairly worried at the thought that this fourth round rookie is going to come in and uh and form a, an important part of the offensive line for the season. Uh, and he's come in, and I know he's uh, shared some some reps with uh, uh, Brunskill. I think that must be just a, a conditioning and getting up to the speed of the NFL, because when he has played, uh, he's one of these guys who's playing like he's been in Shanahan's system for two or three years now. He seems to have got that trust early on that he knows what his job is and uh, can also execute it to a fairly high level uh, because there's no way you'd be taking a single snap for the team under Shanahan if you couldn't do that. And he came in and he was starting in the first game. He's, uh, uh, I don't have the stats in front of me. Maybe Paul will dig them out and perhaps we'll follow it up uh, later. But I think he's he's given out uh, uh, an amount of pressures below the league average. Uh, You often see him pop up in the run game. Uh, He's clearly got that mobility for a big guy. He can get along the line and he can get to where he needs to be and deliver the block he needs to to hit uh, to make Shanahan's offense work. Uh, And he's a guy who is only going to get better. uh, And I can't wait to see what he does uh, next season. And I think um, he is genuinely, um, perhaps certainly in any other year, might be uh, uh, a standout candidate for rookie of the year for the for the performance he's he's been able to put in over 17 games and the postseason um this year we'll see what the uk faithful decide but uh spencer burford uh i genuinely think would be worthy of a rookie of the year nomination in any year so he's uh he's done well and and let's hope for uh, an improvement um and we could have another pro bowler along there maybe a bit early to say but it's possible spencer burford big spence Nicely done. All right. Oh, it's Lee. El Presidente. 
Yeah. Oh, that's for sure. Writing down. That's for sure. Writing down. Writing down. All right. Looks like Jordan Mason. Jordan Mason, Lee. Off you go. Jordan Mason. Yeah, Jordan Mason. <laughs> this, this is like a bit of a hospital pass. Um, how can I make a case for Jordan Mason to be Rookie of the Year and keep a straight face? <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I, I think it would be difficult to make a to make any sort of case for Jordan Mason to be Rookie of the Year. I, I think I'm going to book trender here and say there's only going to be one winner. Um. Jordan Mason out of the four candidates. Yeah, out of the four candidates is probably the least likely to be Rookie of the Year. But I don't know. He beat out. He he beat out. It's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. It's getting there. It's getting there. Yeah. So the Seattle game. Yeah, yeah. So well, before the Seattle game. He obviously beat out, beat out Jermichael Hasty. Jermichael Hasty, we all had big hopes for, especially myself. I thought when uh, he came into the squad, he, he was going to have a big role. Um, unfortunately, injuries seemed to derail that because he never had um, much of much of a run in the team. And then Jordan Mason turns up. He has a very good camp. Such a good camp, in fact, that I think it made it impossible for us to put him on the practice squad because he'd have been picked off that practice squad straight away. The way he runs, the way he uh, identifies the, the spaces, the gaps, I, I think he's going to be a very good player going forward. Um, obviously, he, he does have some things I need to learn. He, he needs to be better in pass protection. He needs to be better blocking. And I think that's why he doesn't get the snaps that um, he should really be getting. But when he does get the ball in his hands and he runs, and, and as Najee said, the game against Seattle, he, he, he did an absolutely fantastic job that night. And if he can continue doing that on a consistent basis, then maybe his next year or the year after, we're not actually talking about him in, in respect of a rookie because obviously he can't be anyway, but we'd be talking about him in respect of Offensive Player of the Year. He has a long way to go. He's put in some really good performances this season. I'll be honest, I don't think he does deserve Rookie of the Year, but when you have a look and see what he's like and the fact that we're going to have him for at least the next uh, three seasons, then it, it's quite pleasing to see that, to see a player like Jordan Mason in our backfield. Well tough done, Lee. Tough one. Yeah. yeah, nice one. Nice season. I, I want to say because I really like Jordan Mason and I think he's one of the guys that the most excited got the fan the most excited when he was in the game. Everybody was kind of expecting something to happen when he was here, which is I think quite, you know, telling of his of his play style and stuff. Anyway. Ooh, I Nazi ones. Yeah, Ooh. I wonder I wonder what I want. It's me, it's me. Come on, Will. Come on. I actually want you to get Brock to be fair, mate. No, uh, I'm getting Drake. It's okay. <laughs> I can't pop him up. I'm not getting Brock. Uh, I've, I think I talked too much about Brock during the season. Therefore, uh, right, Jake Jackson. I mean, it's a second round pick. Are, are you seriously going to consider giving that to Mister Irrelevant? Is he, if Mister Irrelevant was actually good, he would have been drafted way higher. Um, Jake Jackson was actually really good this year, and something that's really interesting when it comes to our rookie is the fact that we don't really need them to be the best this year um, and we want them to be ready to be good in a system the year after and in the future Aaron Banks I think is a very good example of this we definitely would have not given Aaron Banks any kind of love last year and the job he's done this season makes up for the last season being taught and being on the bench and learning the game and I think Drake Jackson was the same but on top of that he actually played quite a bit and he actually played quite a bit and quite well I think um, he batted past uh, a really high standard. I think he, he was the most of our team for sure. I think he led rookies. He might even been quite high in the league. Uh, I'll have to dig up the stat. But I'm pretty sure he batted down maybe four or five pass over the season. And considering his number of snaps, that's that's pretty good. Would I have liked to see more, more sacks? Yes. But also, apart from Bosa, 
our D-line didn't really get that many sacks. So he was or he's already on par with the likes of Omenio and Armstead and uh, what all the other ones. I can't remember names now. It's just his. That's what happens. We don't do podcasts for a while and then two in a row get all frazzled. Um, but yeah, he's every time he was in, he, he was impactful. He was very good. He's got a very good ability to chase the run as well, and his length and his long arms really help him catch running back from the back. I, I think his, his game is complete, and he showed it this year. And he, he actually had the number of snaps in in the positions that we got a bit thin during the middle of the season. But it's probably the the position on our team that is the deepest because that's what we target all the time. And and I think he held his own, and he's the the future is definitely bright with him here. I think our D line is going to be even better next year, especially if we can keep everybody. Um, but yeah, what a great pay! He's a good player, and uh, and I also very much look forward to see what he can do, and maybe help Bosa get get to twenty two and a half, and letting himself maybe ten or fifteen sacks next year, and going from strength to strength. Uh, but yeah, good season by him, uh, and. Uh, the fact that he was on the field, I think, speaks for itself. So, there we go. Good What's up next? Oh, I, d- I didn't Good remove place. myself. Let's not do this. It's, you know, I think it's Brock. Come on, Brock. Come on, Paul. Hard one, this one, to sell. Brock Purdy, Paul. <laughs> if you can remember anything that he did, then, uh, then far away. We've got to remember where this journey all started, gentlemen. And I'm not talking about the Miami Dolphins game. I'm talking about Las Vegas and two of the UK's finest, El Presidente and Najee Carrar. They didn't come home after the announcer Sammy Womack pick. They didn't leave. They waited on that stage. And Lee came back from Vegas and made some rather bold predictions about our very own mystery relevance. Now, Gareth, this could arguably be a poison chalice, because what can little old me say about the Brock Express? Nadji is listening to every word, because I know he was wanting to pump up his boy on tonight's show. But Lee said it better than me when he was putting a case forward for um, rookie, uh, sorry, offensive player of the year for Brock. He just changed the energy when he came in. Lee was there in the stands when Jimmy got injured. Neil Watson, we all felt your pain, buddy. But Lee turned to the good chaps in the gold mine and thought, the game is over. Now, whenever I think of Brock Purdy, all I remember is that soundboard leap on of the Rocky music, which I know Nadji hated, but I love the I fact hate it. that we christened him Brocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all we all know non-49ers fans gave us a lot of BS about Brock and everyone was waiting for him to fail and it was always, is it the scheme? Is it Shanahan? And every game went past and Brock passed the test and we're all sat here now. I've Googled more about Tommy John surgery and (laughs) UCL injury and I just hope he comes back. I'm obviously like everyone else, I'm, I'm refreshing Twitter because a fully fit Brock Purdy not only beats the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think he beats the Kansas City Chiefs and I think Brock Purdy makes us a better team. And when you look at the superstars we've got on offence, Gareth, for a Mr. Irrelevant to come in, and he's now got rid of that tag. He isn't just Mr. Irrelevant. He is the face of the franchise. I'm going to see more 13 jerseys. My boy is winning this award because, let's face it, the Brock Express is not going to be stopped. Is that all right for you, Nadji? Is that good enough? Very good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's very good. A good case made there for Brock. So I'm sure we'll be pleased to hear that. Definitely Drake Jackson, but you know. Hmm. He needs all the help he can get. So, our final award of the evening, overall team MVP. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, a discussion regarding what this should be and how it differs from uh, player, the defensive or offensive player of the year. Uh, but we really tried to sum up that guy. What w- would our season look like if, it, if he wasn't there? How different would it be? And you're talking sort of half the number of wins different. Uh, so we ended up with four candidates that we thought might uh, uh, satisfy that requirement. Uh, Nick Bosa, have you got the uh, wheel? Have you got the wheel ready? There we are. I do. I have think, got, I think I got that right. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, it was Trent uh, Warner and Trent Williams. Oh, sorry. But oh, my bad. See, it seems you've this done is what uh, happened. 
your last minute change there. Um, yeah, if that's what we decided. Yeah, unfortunately, oh, oh, I know oh, this may be unpopular, but Brock Purdy was not included uh, because he didn't play the whole season, uh, which is part of the reason. Um, fairly arbitrary, but there we go. We uh, we had to pick four, and these are the four we've gone with. So, uh, who's picking first? Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, so let's go. Let's go. Is that? Yeah, we're going. All right, cool. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, Nanji. It's a me. All right. Fred. Fred or, or CMC? Fred. Fred okay. Warner. Take it away. Fred Warner. Hang on, I, I forgot to remove myself from the wheels. There you go. Fred Warner. So, yeah, I think that sums up really well. I, the, the league MVP is, is also is always like the best player of the league. And it's one my homes, one in. That's why it's always a QB. Um, but yeah, to me, the definition is if that guy goes up, down with an injury or if we lose him, uh, if he goes away, what does that team look like? And there's no no better than Fred Warner. He's, he's the heart of our defense. Everything goes for him. He's our captain. He calls the play. He sets the tone uh, before the game, during the warm-up. And he's, as Lee said earlier, he's everywhere all the time. He's, he leads by example. He's always the guy uh, that makes the, the tackle. He needs. He also can do Superman tackles, apparently, uh, because that's the kind of guy he is. He's an all-pro player for a reason. Um, he's, he's our best defender because, because of his play, because of the way he plays. Everybody around him has to be a lot better. Otherwise, they would probably get cut because they would look slow and not very good. And, and that's what it does to a team. It elevates everything. And offenses have to account for it. The same as, same as CMC on the other side for, you know, for the, for our offense. You, you have to know where he is all the time. And he can do everything. He can stop the run. He can blitz and sack. He can cover the, the best of tight ends and the best of wide receivers, as we can see, as we saw this season. He does everything and he does it extremely well. Uh, if we were to lose him, I think everybody would be devastated. Um, Club 54, I know it's not really a thing. It should be. It should really be. I've got one right here. And yeah, is the heart of our team. Is the spirit of our team. He embodies what our defense is like and what it's made of. And he's uh, definitely the best linebacker I've ever seen play. And he uh, should be the MVP. Because if we do lose him, we would, there would be a big gap in our defense. For sure. Yeah. A good case. Well made. Thank you. All right. Okay. Next up. Ooh. Sorry. Yeah, there is. I didn't wait for it. Lee, you, you went twice, three times in a row. The second three times in a row. What are the well, odds well, of that? I was going to say what he's trying to say. Is it a fix? It is a fix. No, the odds are, could do the maths. It's not that hard. It's two, two out of six. No, two out of three, three times. So... Six out of nine. That's not how it works. Trent Williams. Good at maths. Trent mm-hmm. Williams. This is the one we uh, we debated on the offense side and uh, figured we'd, we'd stick him in there because of the tag. If he's not there, what happened? Go on. Tell us, yeah, tell us so Trent Williams, wow. I mean, he, he's the highest graded player on PFF ever. That's how good Trent Williams is. The last three seasons has been statistically his best seasons ever of his career in considering how old he is that speaks volumes about uh, the level of player that he's got the, the fact that um, he's surrounded by by other competent players within the offense when you see Trent Williams run and absolutely smash a defensive player it, it, it's like poetry it is like poetry you absolutely love to see it he it reminds me of the uh, the Joe Staley tackle on the Alex Smith touchdown against the Saints back in 2011 Trent Williams has these these tackles pretty much every single game when we tried to uh, use him as a running back and run into the end zone <laughs> last season that was absolutely fantastic what Trent Williams gives us is one leadership two he gives us a solid left tackle we know we can run behind and we know who's going to protect our quarterback yes he gets flagged every now and again for a false start but so does everybody else um it's dead easy to be twitchy on the line 
um, especially when you've got the type of offense that we've got and you have to get the ball out really quick. When you look at the the way the rest of the the offensive line have stepped up, the likes of Aaron Banks, I, I truly believe that is down to Trent Williams. I think that is the Trent Williams effect for Aaron Banks. So to have Trent Williams as our left tackle, and we've said it all season, now, what would happen if we didn't have Trent Williams? Would we be the same team? I can guarantee we wouldn't be the same team. We wouldn't be able to do anywhere near the things that we do. And again, another thing I've said is we're a running team. Trent Williams is pro- probably is one of the best run-blocking offensive linemen to ever play the game. He is absolutely fantastic. And he is the person that leads our offense. He's the guy that makes the room. He's the guy that turns Shanahan's magic into reality. Trent Williams is the MVP for the 49ers. Another good case. Well made. Very good, very good case. Paul, me and you left. Right. I think it'll be Paul. Yep. I, prepare. I mean, those two guys, already talked about them as well. Oh, look at that. It's fate. It is fate. All fixed. Paul, Paul oh. Hope and Nick Bosa <laughs> a match made in, in heaven. So I can see where this is going. This does feel like a bit of a fix. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Lee. I'm not on charge of the Wheel of Fortune. Um, it no is, is a bit of a strange one. I kind of did want to talk the about someone else. The Wheel of Fix. Um, <laughs> we often say on this show that what separates great players is when they step up in big matches. And I think Nick Bosa has become elite. I think if the, the reigning defensive player of the year, as well as the cases the gents have made, if you take Nick Bosa away from our defence, Nadji, I think we'd struggle. I think it's evident. You go watch the game tape, you go watch the film. It's well documented that Nick Bosa is elite. He's going to be elite for years to come. I think if we were stupid enough to let him hit the free agency, the 31 other teams in the league would snap him up in a heartbeat. It's the demeanour he has in the locker room. It's the way he prepares himself throughout the off-season. He turns up ready to go. You've got to remember he's came back off a pretty serious injury and he hasn't missed a heartbeat. I was, like everyone, tuned into training camp last year and just seeing Nick Bosa, the shape that he was in, the work he was putting in. He leads from the front. He leads by example. And I think it's a testament to the locker room that we've got that this award was difficult. I agree with what Lee and Nadji have said. And I love our team. I love our defence. But I think Nick Bosa is the undisputed leader of that defence. I think he's going to get better and better. And I love the fact that Warner and Borsa and those players are pushing each other. But all I'll say, Gareth, is Defensive Player of the Year, MVP of the 49ers. And when this poll goes live, I'll have my work cut out. You're going to be seeing the gift, boys. You're going to be seeing <laughs> it. I'm going to be tagging you all in it. But yeah, how can you look past Nick Borsa, Gareth? And I'll just leave my argument there, buddy. Well done. Good argument. You were... Uh... I hope you're not going to abuse your position of power um, holding the social media tools to, uh, to influence people unduly towards your picks. Have I got? Alex Simpson will make sure I won't be doing that, Gareth. I think, think you've got Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey uh, for team MVP. A little bit odd, maybe, when we're talking about a guy who arrived um, mid, well, mid-season. What was it? Week six? Was it week seven? I think his first game. Uh, but as was mentioned earlier, I think on his uh, offensive player of the year nomination, uh, I think he transcends that. And you look at where our team was before he arrived. Uh, and then you look at it where it was after he played a couple of games uh, and the level it stayed at after that. Um, both quarterbacks, well, we won't know with Brock Purdy, but he certainly seemed to be in some way able to make Jimmy play at a much higher level whether that's entirely down to McCaffrey or or down to the schemes that Shanahan was able to call up because McCaffrey was there and because he offers a threat, which is not exactly unique in the game, but he's a player you have to specifically go out and account for 
as both running back and as a wide receiver. Shanahan seems to have this uh, uh, way of picking up the sort of positionless offense because we know Kittle lines up in the backfield or in the slot or at tight end or at wide receiver. So does McCaffrey, so does Debo, so does Ayuk. And McCaffrey is just, we, we've been somehow able to get another player of this caliber. You know, no team should have this many players of this quality and this versatility. Most players, most teams would, would love to have one out of the four guys that we've got. And to be able to add McCaffrey to that this season, you just saw we, we, we increased the amount of points we're scoring by, by 50%. We're suddenly uh, comfortable in games in the third quarter, no longer sort of grinding out, holding uh, close in the score with other teams, hoping our defence can, can make a stop. We're actually just not exactly scoring at will, uh, scoring when we need to score and scoring consistently. And and it's Christian McCaffrey's arrival that just seems to have unlocked that offence. Uh, and for that reason alone, I think he should be the uh, MVP this season. And yeah, can't wait to see what it's like with another full season and potentially Shanahan drawing up specific CMC plays that maybe he's had tucked away in the back drawer for a few years and thought, mm, well, I'm never going to get the players who can pull that off. So um, rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown and a, and a passing touchdown in, what was it, your second start? So that's it. That's, that's got MVP written through it like a stick of rock. There we are. Is that it? That's, yeah. that's, the, four, that's the four done. That's the four players and the that's four. That's the four done, yeah, yeah. Wow, We're well done. done, lads. 56 minutes in. Uh, any yeah. anything? Any final mentions? I know you haven't necessarily got to uh, talk about the player, indeed, that you might vote for. Uh, and some of the other players who were not nominated may well be up for one of the unsung or the unsung hero award. So hopefully there'll be a uh, a few other names to talk about in a future awards show. But in, anything you want to say about any of the candidates before we uh, before we wrap up? Nadji? No, no, because the. There is a part two that's coming, and so we we've got four more awards, if if I'm not mistaken. So unsung hero, defensive play of the year, offensive play of the year, and a fourth one that we didn't miss in the last one. Totally decide on. We, we went about coach of the year. We weren't sure. Weren't coach sure of the year that. potentially we will do. Um, yeah, so we we got that we'll coming. Yeah, we'll think about it. See how it how it fits and all that. Yeah, just people we uh, we did debate quite a bit about those four names. Uh, some of them were shooing, obviously. Um, the MVP one was quite quite a long discussions choosing who to put in there. Uh, if you're not happy about it, again, please let us know. We are happy to be taught in a comment on YouTube, in a comment on Podbeam, on the Facebook post or the the poll when that comes up. Uh, tell us why you think we're wrong and uh, we'll happily tell you that no you're wrong and then the discussion won't go anywhere and that'll be great because that's what the internet's for <laughs> joking no it's just you know we're doing this for fun it's, this is you know to wrap up the season and to try and remember the good times and this one was a good one so yeah it'll be fun to see who wins the award ultimately we made our cases and uh made the made the best win i think unlike some of the last few seasons, there's, there always seems to have been a real standout candidate, I think, for most yeah. of the awards. Whereas perhaps other than other than rookie, I don't know that there's really a, a, a player who stood out like they have before. Like last year, it was Debo for Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. There, there kind of really wasn't yeah, much yeah. much real discussion um, about it. Maybe you could have said Elijah Mitchell, perhaps, or, um, or, or maybe yeah. somebody else. But uh, it's been wide open this year, yeah. and that's 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 a, I agree. A, uh, an indication of the quality of players that we've got. Yeah, I agree. Lee, Jordan oh, Mason had yeah. an amazing season. So, <laughs> I was just going to say, Lee, when we did this show last year, I had my notebook, Gareth, and you're right, it was Debo, Debo, Debo. And when I've been doing some prep for this one, it was like, oh, there isn't just one player. Now, yeah. for the interest of fairness. To answer your earlier question, Gareth, I will not abuse my position as social media manager. However, yeah. next episode of the 49 Faithful UK live show, of Nick course. may not get to speak because I may get an hour <laughs> of pushing my candidates. I'm, I'm only joking. <laughs> um, I look forward to this show, this one. Yeah. I mean, our little podcast has grown from strength to strength, and we always say that this is the most downloaded episode of the awards show. 
And I must well, admit, I like the way that we've changed it up tonight and we've all admitted there wasn't much prep done. We didn't want to bore you all with the stats. We, we've spoke from the heart. We've spoke about these players that we've watched all year. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what the UK faithful say and what the polls do. So how long are we giving everybody to vote, Gareth? Just so I know for the polls that we put out. I guess Logistics. it will depend. Yeah, when we uh, when the podcast is is released, certainly perhaps give people um, uh, a few days. Certainly, maybe a full week. I suppose it will depend when we record the next podcast. So a week sounds good. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Or until the end well, of the season. That's two weeks. That's three weeks actually. That's quite a lot. Maybe I not. guess I'm being a little bit harsh. I was going to say just give them two days. Oh no, that's too harsh. Some people aren't online that often. We're not, you know. No, at least a week is good. I think. And let the poll run. You can only vote once anyway, so it doesn't really matter, yeah. does it? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let it run for yeah. a, a week, I should think, and hopefully, um, as one poll ends, uh, another one should be open. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, or because if you do it that way, then that's going to take at least four weeks. I'll just put them all up at once. Yeah, put them all up at once. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. As in in the next show. So, yeah, put all four up now. And And then then the next four after the next show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I wasn't going to milk it. We're not winging it it at all, people. We're all prepared. This is a professional podcast. Brilliant. To be fair, Gareth, I was already getting a CMC jersey, but you've convinced me he's definitely. And I must admit, but that that's that's a given for me. He's just been awesome since we've signed him. I just want to know if he stayed twenty three or not before I press the button on the uh, the, the trigger. <laughs> I don't want to. I think my broke jersey is in the country. I, th- I, I think he might have to, unless he wants to buy out all of the other uh, twenty three. No, you can change jerseys, at the end of the season, which there will probably be a lot. So unless no, you, you can, you can change, you'll be able to change next season. Uh, there's a period where they can change; it doesn't cost them anything. I think mm. well, it's after start. a certain point you you have to do it. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, El President is being very quiet. He's on mute. Uh, El President, <laughs> yeah. Uh, El President is uh, glued to Twitter to see uh, what's happening. Nothing at the moment, to be fair. Yeah, we should mention that there was some news about Brock's surgery, obviously. I'm yeah, sure so everybody it's been knows, but a little bit. it's been yeah. delayed, postponed because of information, which probably happened because he had to play, uh, I would imagine, and had to try and, instead of resting it, try and go for it. You know, you remember, I think we all remember him on the sideline throwing a couple of balls. Probably shouldn't do that when your UCL is completely torn. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a shame. It just pushes the date of his return and whatever the the surgery is going to require exactly because we won't know and until could you open, open it. Up a window for trailers. Absolutely. I mean, it's only pushing it a few, a couple of weeks. I would imagine. Yeah. I don't think his timeline is that skewed now. But it's it's good to know. We're obviously all keeping an eye on it and crossing fingers and and all that stuff for him. But yeah. I think that's the only bit of news we got this week. Uh, I think so. Yeah, quite. pretty much. Apart, apart from all the coaches, or no, really, coaches, but sub-level um, people going with Demeco. We, we lost a few. We lost the boombox guy. Mm. That's big news. That that's big news. There's an opening there for you, Naji. Oh yeah, I'll do it. Don't really like the music, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, a good show and some good cases made there. Uh, can't wait to see how the faithful uh, vote. I think they have surprised us in previous years where um, yeah, votes have gone uh, a different way than the uh, the mm. podcast panel. It just shows, what do we know? But there we go. Yeah, it's, exactly. almost, it's almost like we make it up as we go along. So. <laughs> so thanks for joining me, gents. And thanks to everyone who listens and indeed watches uh, the show. Don't forget, you can like and subscribe and comment and share and things of that nature. We will be back with the second half of the awards show soon. 
uh, and look out for Facebook and Twitter where the award polls uh, will be it's being gone. posted uh, soon after the release of the podcast. So hopefully, uh, if it works, people will listen to the podcast first and then make your vote. But uh, obviously, if you yeah, want to uh, no, go ahead and vote, that, you can. That's a given. You have to listen to the case. Otherwise, how are you going to know? Well, exactly. Right. How, how are you going to decide? How, can, so. how are you going to decide if you don't know what the experts think? Experts. <laughs> Great stuff. So, yeah, hopefully we'll be back next week with the awards. And if there's any more news, uh, we will wrap that up uh, as well. Uh, and then we've got still a fairly packed program because uh, it'll be free agency. We'll be honest within a couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, a lot of uh, players under contract with the uh, 49ers uh, might well be heading towards pastures new. But uh, also, a lot of teams need to get under the salary cap. So there could be players uh, uh, released, surprisingly. Um, and uh, we'll have a chat, perhaps, about who we think we should nab if we can afford them. But there we are. So look out for that. Don't forget to vote. And go Niners. Go Niners. Sakaruni, baby. Bang bang down again. The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff far going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline.